64,000 is the median number of words per book. Average person reads about 200 words per minute. Simple math will tell us that is one book in 320 minutes. To accomplish this in seven days, numbers say you would have to read for 45 minutes a day. Don't forget to subscribe. Hit that notification button, like, comment, and share. Enjoy. Hello, and happy day. How does slowing down sound to you today? Would you like to reduce the noise for just a bit? Are you ready to make a choice and decide to listen? My name is Igor S.F. Walker, and I am here to remind people to slow down, to reduce the noise, to walk their lives into a natural flow. Welcome back to the Book of the Week series. Every week, as I read another amazing title, I share it with the world. Today, we look at Shit Your Ego Says, Strategies to Overthrow Your Ego and Become the Hero of Your Story by James McCrane. In this video, we are reminded that sometimes our worst failures lead to our greatest transformation. We expose the battle between the voices between the good wolf and the bad wolf. We look at what the higher self says and shit your ego does. Stick around till the end. I will share with you some tools I have in use that will help you tremendously in this game of life. Discover a way to find out what actually motivates you, what innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. I will share some tools to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management. I realized that I had spent the past decade ch chasing after society's definition of success. And in doing so, I'd become blind to my higher purpose, whatever it was or had been. Like so many others, I'd value success over purpose and a claim over authenticity. And now there was nobody left to impress. The sun was bright, but an inner shadow was cast over me. My thoughts pushed and pulled without resolution. It felt like I'd been punched in the face. I wanted anything to distract me from my mind. Where are these thoughts coming from? Why was I feeling insecure? Why did I care? I was worried that without money or a job, I would never return to where my story began. But why did I care? I was afraid that I had given up my career for a dream that would never come true. But why did I care? I was embarrassed to fail. But why did I care? I needed validation from others to compensate for my insecurities. But why did I care? Because I was unable to find happiness in the stillness of being. But why did I care? Because I felt I was lacking something. And since I was lacking, I was needy. I needed something, anything I simply needed. Bingo! I discovered my ego. 
and it had a lot of shit to say. My ego was the voice of dissatisfaction and attachment inside my mind. I'd never before noticed my ego because I assumed that my ego was the real me. But I'm not my ego, and you are not your ego. We are not our thoughts. We are the consciousness below the surface of mental activity. The mind is like a rippling water on the ocean surface. It changes unpredictably, swirls with the tide. The real me and the real you is the ocean from which these ripples arise. The ego speaks from a mentality of lack and creates false narratives to justify this lack. I need success. I need to impress people. I need attention. I remembered to stop thinking and start listening. I paid attention to the space between my thoughts. At first that was not easy. Thoughts, both good and bad, were fighting for my attention. And the wine was still swirling in my brain, but the distractions of the outside world slowly faded. As I turned my attention inward, what I discovered was a conflict raging inside myself. This conflict inside myself, I realized, was the source of conflict outside myself. Two voices fought for my attention. The first voice was my ego. It told me to be worried, fixated on the past. It reminded me of my mistakes, fixated on the future. It gave me a million reasons to doubt the path ahead. The ego was everywhere at once, but never in the present moment. <clears throat> I closed my eyes and I focused on my breath. And in the stillness of my mind, I heard another voice. It was quiet, not nearly as loud as my ego, but it felt true. The voice told me to calm down and reassured me that I was safe. No matter how bad the moment appears, there is no reason to worry or run away. The air was warm, but a cold shock ran through my body. You are exactly where you need to be, my higher self said. The voice was not only heard, it was felt. It was intuitive, not mental. It was part of me, but also beyond me. When you have a neutral mind, still during both good times and bad, and you remain detached from the mood swings of your ego, you will know which thoughts should be ignored and which deserve your focus. Otherwise, your mind will behave like dust blowing in the wind, lost with no foundation. The ego makes a good shipmate, but it is a terrible captain. The ego sees the world from a limited perspective and therefore has limited understanding. Following the ego is like navigating a foreign city 
from a scrap from a torn apart map. The path to insanity is believing false narratives. The path to wisdom is dropping fear based on what we believe but do not know to be true. The irony is that when we avoid problems, we also avoid the solutions. The solution is always found within the problem. The obstacle is the way. Life changes when we do. Everything that happens within the field of subjective reality is filtered through our individual perspective, resulting in our personal experience. Your world is what you perceive and my world is what I perceive. What separates your reality from mine our focus. The first step towards changing our lives and therefore is changing our focus. Running from the problem is like running from the mirror because we do not like the unhappy face in the reflection. Acceptance of the moment without running away or passing judgment is the end of anxiety. Inhale, exhale. Inhale, exhale. Instead of running away, try changing your focus. My higher self said, accept the present moment with a neutral mind. After all, good and bad are only ways of thinking. Fear is a great teacher because it allows us to practice courage. Having fear is normal, natural, but having fear and focusing on fear are two different things. When we remain neutral in the face of anxiety, we understand that fear is only a mirage. Any fool can run away. It takes courage to stand in our power. When we feel the resulting emotion from our intentions now, before they have happened, we create the space within ourselves to achieve that specific result. We eventually become the person we imagine now. <laughs> Success doesn't happen by projecting expectations outward. It happens by cultivating presence inward. Before we can have, we must be. Before we can be, we must imagine. The next time life seems unfair, ask yourself, am I being present? We don't get what we want in life, we get who we are. Success doesn't happen by projecting expectations outward. It happens by cultivating presence inward. Everything according to my ego is in danger. My finances, my career, my relationship, my peace of mind. So I feel compelled to launch a preemptive strike, barking at the world to prove my bite. When I remember to hold a neutral state of mind, not seeking pleasure or avoiding pain, and stand in my own power, I do not have the same insecurities, even though my surroundings are the same. 
my thoughts, rather than becoming defensive, remain at peace with my neighbors, with the city, with myself, and with the universe. The universe returns whatever our thoughts project. Therefore, the best defense against emotional and psychological danger is to live and act from a place of inner peace. We must continue learning. When we adopt what is in Buddhism calls, called beginner's mind, always open to new possibilities, never too smart to change our habits, we stay inspired, young. When we stop making a conscious effort to evolve, we get stuck. Now, change is natural. Being stuck is unnatural. Every time I start a new creative project, I think the same thing. This is going to be awesome. This wave of excitement stays until I hit the first inevitable roadblock. After the second or a third roadblock, my excitement usually inverts into doubt. This is harder than I thought. And as I evaluate my sketches or half-baked ideas, my dread progresses. This is terrible. Then it spires into the criticism of my self-worth. I am terrible. And yet, I continue. Partly out of stubborn pride, partly because I am constantly searching for the next breakthrough but mostly because continuing is my job. At some point, the wave breaks. I stand back, and then I observe my progress. This is working, I think. And I continue building on that momentum until I am satisfied, or more likely until the project is due. I exhale, and my thoughts come full circle. Now that was awesome. Creativity is not magic imagination, is not a privilege reserved for artists and geniuses. Anyone at any given time can be creative because creativity is a process. The benefit of spending years working as a creative professional, where ideas are delivered on demand, is that after a while, you figure out the process, you crack the code. The secret, it turns out, is not waiting for inspiration to strike. The secret is rubbing two sticks together until fire has no choice but to show up. The work is the process of transforming imagination into reality. Imagination by itself is a fantasy. In order to become useful, Imagination must leave the world of fantasy and enter the world of reality. Now, this is done by channeling imagination through the workshop of manifestation. From dreaming, to thinking, to brainstorming, to planning, to executing, and sharpening of the idea from nebulous to concrete, toward gradually higher fidelity. Imagination is a necessary starting point, but making it real is the art. <clears throat> Turning imagination into reality. Stage one, imagine clear 
your mind of preconceived limitations. Dream outside your comfort zone. Do not rush solutions. Stage two, strategize. Break your ideas into small steps. Foresee obstacles. Navigate accordingly. Give yourself a deadline. Stage three, get shit done. Do not wait for inspiration. Keep working. Focus on effort. Drop expectation. And enjoy the process. It's all process. Creativity is the science of making the unseen real. Everyone struggles, but you have a choice to take your struggle lightly. This may not be logical, but that's okay. There's an energetic intelligence in the universe, invisibly guiding and connecting all things that supersedes the intelligence of mental logic. Look at the idea of dancing. Logically, dancing does not make any sense. You twist and turn to the rhythm of the music and you allow the energy of your body to transcend the logic of your mind. And what is accomplished? Nothing. Dancing has no reason. And yet when you suspend your logic and trust the body, something clicks. The reason, it turns out, is the lack of reason. The ego says nothing exists that is beyond my mind's capacity to understand. Trying to escape reality instead of accepting all things as aspects of an interconnected oneness is another from ego. The ego, it turns out, can wear a spiritual disguise. I am special because I have a spiritual practice. The ego says, the world is full of bad ideas and bad people, but I am above them. Everything in life, the trees, the pavement, the storms, the success, the failure, has a purpose interrelated with all other things. The higher self says, there is no reason to run away from your reality when you remove the polarity of labels such as good and bad. We leave behind a state of judgment and move into a state of acceptance. Here, you can see that every challenge pushes you forward. There is nothing, no ideology or belief more important than where you are here and now. There's no afterlife. There is only life. Life is one continuous flow of energy with no beginning or end. And no moment along the continuum is more sacred than another in this dimension or the next. <clears throat> Why worry about being spiritual? There is nothing else you can be. But life is full of sadness, the ego says. Even Buddha thought that life is suffering. I want to escape suffering and elevate to a higher consciousness. I want to be enlightened. Enlightenment is seeing light in all things, the higher self says. 
The human experience is not complete without the spiritual experience, but the spiritual experience is also not complete without the human experience. Your humanity is an aspect of your consciousness when you do embrace your humanity, instead of trying to escape it. You will discover the messy perfection of daily life. Even shadows, after all, are created by light. Bad things happen, the ego says. How can I see the light when my life is unfair? Imagine you're watching a movie, the higher self says. The hero of the movie is in trouble. The plot is tense and you do feel afraid. Yet you do not turn off the movie. Why not? Because you understand it's only a movie. There is no reason to be afraid or run away. Your material life is temporary. And all aspects, including drama, luxury, sex, danger, are part of the same dream. You have nothing to transcend. You have everything to learn. <coughs> the world problem is in the individual problem. If the individual is at peace, has happiness, has great tolerance, and the intense desire to help, then the world problem, as such, ceases to exist. You consider the world problem before you have considered your own problem. Before you have established peace and understanding in your own heart and in your own mind, you desire to establish peace and tranquility in the minds of others. in your nations, in your states. Whereas peace and understanding can only come when there is understanding, certainty and strength in yourselves. The human mind, when left to its own devices, exists in a state of turmoil. On one hand, we are channels of the divine imagination and creativity. On the other hand, we are frightened animals desperate to survive. This conflict within ourselves, I realize, between an angel and an animal, is responsible for our state of global affairs. Ours is a world of parallel affection and pain. The angel within us will rise only to be pulled back into the swamp by our lower impulses, and the animal will also rise, by scorched by the sun, will soon retreat. During this battle, we are unable to find peace within ourselves or with others. I need to fight. The ego says, if I don't fight, I will be defeated. You cannot conquer your problems through conflict, the higher self says. When you heal yourself, your problems and your relationships will also heal. A mind that is healed of conflict is like a world united under the banner of peace. The ego cannot unite the mind, just as the ego cannot unite the world. Surrender is not an act of defeat. It is an act of forgiveness. Only forgiveness can unite the mind, and only forgiveness can unite the world. 
the first step to creating peace and happiness in my life was resolving the conflict inside my mind. My ego told me to be afraid and resist it. Present moment. But I listened with non-attachment and allowed my ego's words to exist without identifying with them. I sat in meditation, paying attention to the quiet space between my thoughts and before long. The fear and conflict of my ego seemed absurd. The ocean tide rose and fell. I chose to forgive myself for my fear and my failures. I gave up the fight. Society is making us an offer. If we accept this offer, society promises to take care of us. The offer is simple. Follow the rules, fit in, keep our opinions to ourselves, and work diligently to support the interests of the establishment. If our allegiance is strong, society says, our needs will be met. But there is a catch. In return, we must surrender our dreams, our purpose, and anything else that does not serve the agenda of the status quo. Luckily, there is another offer on the table again. There is much to surrender. The second offer requires that we forsake our fear and reactionary thinking in exchange for complete trust in the universe to fulfill our needs. Now, this includes releasing the desire for money success and recognition which often become comfortable states of mind like a crutch and exchange the limiting belief of personal lack for the expansive belief of personal abundance now as part of this deal we must agree to respond to all circumstances with love understanding that an attitude of acceptance will create space for the necessary events to unfold in our own lives. In other words, we can achieve the desires of our ego as long as we sacrifice our dreams and purpose, or we can attain inner fulfillment and step into a higher version of ourselves as long as we eradicate the fear and desire of the ego. This is the most important choice of our career. The purpose of life is not to obtain the outward appearance of success. The purpose of life is to excavate and actualize our personal truth. The day we begin living our truth, the pressure goes away because we're no longer hiding behind the expectations and standards of others. We can stop acting and simply be ourselves. The things we dread often give us the biggest opportunities to grow. The ego has many desires. This relationship, that career, pleasure of money, the avoidance of pain. But the things that the ego desires, while they may appear fun, are not always in our long-term interest. The ego make distinctions about what is good and bad. But we don't always understand what will be good and bad in the long run. When we stop chasing the ego's desire and say yes to the path before us, we open the door to bigger possibilities. And then, when we do insist 
on having our way. What the ego does not understand is that happiness does not have an exclusive membership. Entrance is free and the door is always open. Every moment is an opportunity to dissolve the ego's illusion. The mind tries to demand specific circumstances. I want my way. But what we need is not always what we want. The path we are afraid to take is sometimes the fastest way home. Circumstances are not always perfect, but we do have the choice to respond perfectly to imperfection. Responding perfectly means surrendering the desire for reality to be something it is not. By releasing the need for perfection, we find peace in all things. And there you have it. Shit, your ego says strategies to overthrow your ego and become the hero of your story. Please do help out. It is easy. Simply like this video so more people can enjoy it. Share it too and spread the word. Leave a comment and share your thoughts. Do subscribe to my channel and stay up to date. The link to this book is in the description below. Buy it, read, never stop learning, especially learning about yourself and nature. So gift yourself by taking the free human needs test on my website and find out what actually motivates you, what innate human need is driving all of your decisions and your behavior. And if you feel you are ready to improve your self-awareness, social awareness, self-management, and relationship management even further, do check out my Master of Life Awareness program. The links are in the description below. Thank you. Love and respect.